and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, a podcast aimed at making your quilting life more fun and creative while connecting with quilters just like you. Join the staff of the magazines you love for a great episode filled with tips and tricks. Enjoy! Hi, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm actually recording this podcast right now in my uh, old bedroom. I'm visiting my parents, so it's been good to finally make a trip to see them. Um, and it's it's funny to be doing this <laughs> in my childhood bedroom, but that's the beauty of podcasts is that we can record anywhere. So does anyone else find it challenging to find affordable artwork that doesn't feel cookie cutter? Welcome to the beauty of wall quilts. You can select fabrics that perfectly match the rest of your furniture and decor and create something truly one of a kind for your space. And you don't have to spend a fortune on fancy hangers. On today's show, we're sharing some creative ideas for hanging quilts in your home and not all require a hanging sleeve. We also chat with Johnny Barfus, a talented machine quilter and modern quilter. So let's dive in. We put quilts on beds, use them as throws on couches and chairs, and put runners on our tables. But how many of us hang quilts on our walls? I didn't for a long time because I was so intimidated by the process. What if I put permanent holes in my wall and the quilt doesn't hang correctly? Or I don't love the hanging method. Now, we know explaining how to hang a quilt over a podcast isn't very helpful, so we're going to skip the technical details and instead just give a few tips and some hanging methods our staff loves so you can feel inspired to figure out a way that works best for you. First, let's talk about hanging methods that don't require a hanging sleeve. Many times, these are the easier option for hanging, but the hangers are visible and they cover up small parts of your quilt when it's hung. So if you have a minimalist or modern aesthetic in your home or have a quilt where it's important to see the outside border or the binding, this method may not work for you. One option is to use bulldog clips or gallery wall clips. You can add two or three to your wall with nails, then you simply clip your quilt into them. These are a fun option because you can find clips in a variety of colors, styles, and finishes to match your decor. You can also sandwich a small quilt between a poster hanger. Just be sure to find a hanger with screws instead of one with magnets, since a quilt is thicker than a poster, so magnets might not be strong enough. If you're looking for a hanger that acts like a piece of furniture to make more of a statement in your home, consider a hanging shelf that has a rod underneath for hanging a quilt. This allows you to build more of a display around your quilt. Now, let's talk about hanging sleeves. Hanging sleeves are essentially like a pocket you add to the back top of your quilt 
that can hold a dowel or a rod for hanging. If it's a smaller quilt, you can get away with small triangle pockets in the corner, but a larger quilt will need a sleeve across the entire quilt. They are an extra step in the process and they take a little bit more time and fabric. And I'll admit that when I get to the end of making a quilt, the last thing I want to worry about is adding a sleeve. So if this is you too, you can actually buy pre-made sleeves that you can attach with pins. The great thing about a hanging sleeve though, is that it makes the hanger invisible. So the quilt looks like it's floating on your wall. We have a video showing how to make two types of hanging sleeves on our website. So visit our show notes for a link to the video. A hanging sleeves gives you different options for hanging your quilt. So you can use decorative wire hangers, which work really great for small quilts. Many times these wire hangers are themed or seasonal, so they're really fun to switch out to showcase different quilts or highlight different occasions. You can go with a classic rod or dowel. Uh, many that you find online come with wall brackets and instructions for hanging. You can also use a curtain rod, so you can slide the rod through the hanging sleeve or even use curtain clips to hang the quilt. Choosing a hanger for a wall quilt is a personal decision. It all depends on the size of the quilt, how many holes you want to put in your wall, and the aesthetic of your decor. But we hope some of the ideas we shared have inspired you to get creative with the quilts you hang in your home. We're so excited to share all these tips about hanging quilts because this week's Sweet Quilty Home Challenge is to hang a quilt in your home. For those who don't know, our Sweet Quilty Home Challenge is something we're hosting on the podcast and social media. This challenge will last for 10 weeks this summer. It started on July 6th and it goes until September 13th. And this program focuses on creating your best home, a beautiful place to relax and be creative. So each week we issue a challenge, just one small step you can take throughout the week to brighten your home and set your space up for sewing success. If you participate, you can use the hashtag Sweet Quilty Home on Instagram. You can also visit our show notes for a link to the Sweet Quilty Home page on our website where we list all the details of the week's challenge and tons of helpful content and videos to get you started. So all our podcast episodes during these 10 weeks will coordinate with the week's challenge so keep listening in. We're going to take a quick ad break, but hang tight. We'll be back to chat with Johnny Barfus after the break. And we're back. Last month, I had the pleasure of talking to Johnny Barfus, who is an amazing quilter, machine quilter, and educator with Handy Quilter. He's a true light in this industry and got vulnerable in our interview to share how quilting has really helped him express some of the hard things in his life. You'll be so amazed to hear his journey and the beautiful things he's putting into the world. So please enjoy our chat. Hi, Johnny. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and of course, it's your birthday, so we feel extra lucky that you are taking time <laughs> out of your, your fun day to, 
to talk with us. <laughs> yeah, not much going on, but thank you. Yes, my pleasure. So why don't we start um, with you telling us a little bit about you and how you started quilting. I think we, we've heard that you come from a line of quilters. Yeah, so I come from Mormon background, Mormon heritage, and there's a long kind of a history of Mormons quilting, I guess. So my grandma was a quilter. Um, I don't know anything about before her, but my mom was a seamstress. Um, and they were different sides of the family, you know, like, so it's like dad's mom was a quilter. And she, I mean, I was thinking about it. She probably made hundreds of, if not in the thousand quilts, you wow, know. Wow, that's amazing. She just, she made so many and she just, and she also like crocheted and, you know, stuff like that. But it was more of like, giving it to people is always about the gift. So every, you know, birthday, Christmas, uh, family reunion, there was always someone getting a, a quilt. And she started off like, she started off, I think doing some hand quilting, but then she kind of just turned more to just patchwork and hand, and ties. So tie, yarn tied quilts, you know, by the hundreds. Wow, she would be so impressed with your work today. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I love to think about what she would have done if she had the technology that we have. So I think about, about that a lot. Yeah, do you own any of the quilts from her? Oh yeah, I have every quilt that she made me personally. And I had one that got lost that was like a drawing, like a raffle quilt. But I have all the ones. I have two baby quilts that she hand quilted. And then I have every quilt like that she tied, you know, probably five or six for me. And then I also have one specifically that I love that was probably one of the first ones she made that rode around in my grandpa's, the back of my grandpa's old Ford pickup truck. And after he passed away, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. And I'd never seen it before. But it's super, there's just like nothing straight about it at all. <laughs> Very G's bend, um, you know. And I'm sure she'd be horrified if I showed anyone to it. But I have it, I usually hang on my bedroom wall at, you know, calling them in the fall because it's very fall colors. But yeah. I just so much because it's all tied and super, like I said, it's not, it's very scrappy and very G's Bend feeling. So I love it so much. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna jump into like a hard hitting question right away for you. Oh, okay, these are hard hitting, go. Okay, so I think your story is incredibly inspiring, especially your journey the last few years. So I'd love for you to talk about your quilts out of the shadows and the story behind that. Thank you, so I, uh so about um oh man so my mom passed away about i get kind of emotional still my mom passed away about five years ago so previous to that i was doing massage part-time and working customer service part-time and life was really good but we put her on hospice care and it just kind of like about it was about eight months before she died and so that really just signaled the end of her life, you know, like, okay, hospice means it's really happening, you know? So I just kind of got in this kind of funk and I actually got fired from my airline job. I was working for an airline. So I was just doing massage full time. and I got really burned out 
So a couple of months after she died, um, I worked for a family business. And after a couple of years, just had to separate myself from that and actually lost my job. I didn't have a job. And I got kicked out of where I was living. And I had taken a cut in pay. So I was just kind of down and out. And I was actually homeless. So I became homeless for about three months, three or four months. And I had places, you know, I had family that said, you can come sleep here kind of thing, but there's nothing that seemed um, over welcoming, I guess, super welcoming. But I had, my dad has an airplane hangar that he owns. So I said, hey, can I move in there? And he's like, sure. So this was in November of in Utah. And I moved into this airplane hangar. So I was um, essentially homeless. It had no heat and no running water. And I was, I was fine. I had a friend give me some carpet and I had another friend help me paint. And I had it like dressed up, you know, feeling like I was going to be okay. And then in February, um, I woke up to about two inches of water underneath the brand new carpet. I just almost snapped. It was the closest I'd ever been to contemplating suicide. And I, it was just the, you know, the lowest of the low. And I had to reach out to a friend and she likened it to Moses. No, uh, Noah's Ark. Moses, one of my Bible stories. <laughs> so Noah and the Ark. And she's like, you just need to find that olive branch and figure out a reason to live, you know. So I found a place to live the very next week. I just found someone that was renting a room and he was really great. And then I actually got a new job like the week after that at a quilt shop. And I've always loved fabric and quilting and I just saw a quilt shop. I saw they were hiring. Okay, this would be great, you know. So I went to work there and so I started looking and I hadn't really known about quilters as um, like pop stars, if that makes any sense. So I wasn't yes. aware of the, I wasn't aware of the pop culture of quilting. So like, I didn't know about Allison Glass and all those things, you know, the people who are popular. And so it was just really eye opening. And so I learned about QuiltCon and I just thought, you know, I want to make a quilt about my life story. So I said, I need to make a quilt. The quilt itself, I just love log cabins. So I love making log cabins. I just love sitting down and making pieces. And so I will make tons and tons of blocks and then they don't ever make it into a quilt. I think that a lot of people can relate. <laughs> it's just therapeutic for me. So, but anyway, I started off with colors and I thought I'm going to do something that's all this shades of gray and I'm going to do it triangles because I had kind of gotten tired of just square log cabins. So I'm going to like, I'm going to do a triangle log cabin. And so I just started doing that and I thought I want a gradient and then it kind of came to me like I want it to be like light emerging from the darkness. So that's kind of what the the title I called it out of the darkness. And then I, as I worked on it, you know, life got better and you know, life as it is happens. This just got better and better and so I I worked really hard to get it ready to submit for QuiltCon. And that was QuiltCon, that was in 2017. And so I got accepted into QuiltCon. 
And I mean, by, I don't know what, you know, a miracle. So yeah, that's the kind of story of, and I just kind of lightened it to like, likened it to my life and, and just climbing out of that depression, I guess. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And the quilt is stunning. So we're definitely going to link to a picture of it um, in our show notes so that everyone can see it, but definitely something to be proud of. Thank you very much. So now you work for Handy Quilter and you're part of their studio education team. Uh, Do you want to describe what that job is? And I mean, did you, did you machine quilt before? How did you start working for Handy Quilter? (laughs) So I actually owned a different brand about 2008. I sold my house and I bought a Bernina, a long arm and a bike. You know, I just kind of like treated myself to a few things, but I didn't, I didn't take time to really practice the long, long arming at the time. So I sold it about a year and a half later, two years later. And I, I have a friend that had a long arm and she would let me borrow hers occasionally. You know, she's like, yeah, I can help. Uh, you know, she, I'd either pay her to quilt my quilts for me or she would let me use her. So I still kept my kind of foot in the door, but I was working at the quilt shop and I had an experience there that I just needed to get out. And I had, I went home on one night and I called, I went online applied for Handy Quilter and Riley Blake. I had an interview for Riley Blake the next day because Riley Blake is here as well. And I had an interview for Riley Blake the next day and then I didn't hear back from him. And I just kept feeling this longing towards Handy Quilter. And so Handy Quilter actually was based, like started here in Bountiful where I'm from. So like right down the street from my family's business was this Handy Quilter, their first location. So I saw it driving by all the time, and every time, every once in a while, I'd walk in and see what they're doing. And but it just didn't ever occur to me that I could work. Same kind of thing. Like, is there a job there for me? So I kept feeling this longing to go to Handy Quilter, and the the job posting. They had a few job postings, but they had one that was for a product tester, and I was like, "Well, I don't know." And the HR, you know, HR lady, she's like. I think you'd be perfect for this. They want someone that knows how to quilt and I'm like, okay. So I go interview and this, this the, that job was as a product tester. So testing new software and hardware. And I, so I got that job and I got the job actually a week before I started a week before QuiltCon in 2018. So when I got there, I said, okay, just so you know, I have, I'm going to QuiltCon next week, you know? So they're like, that's fine. <laughs> Well, I started out in product testing, and that was just amazing. There's the lady who does it, Kathy. is Her name's Kathy Zimmerman. She's been there for, like, five or six years, and she just knows everything about Handy Quilter. She is a, just a bound of knowledge. And so I worked with her for um, over a year and loved it. I mean, I, was, I just loved it because my boss came to me, and he said, my – my goal for this job is that you, these machines are running all the time. So I want you quilting quilts. So we were quilting actual quilts. So she showed me how to, I mean, she really taught me how to be a real long arm quilter. I'll be honest. So I learned from her. And then a perk of handy quilter is that you have a machine at home. If you'd like after 90 days. And when they said that, I was like, Heck yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm you know? in. <laughs> 
So then after that, I we had started having some openings in our education department. So what that is and what it is moving forward are kind of different because everything's changing. But um, we host retreats throughout the year. So people can come and learn basic long arming or learn our ProSature software. And then we host uh, retreats, well, training for new retailers. So anyone who be, wants to be a handy quilter retailer, they come for training to Salt Lake City. And then we host a big academy every summer. And we had to cancel this year, so we're super bummed. And we postponed until November. And so we host all those things. And then we also do car customer service over the phone. We, you know, anyone can call anytime and ask questions. And we have started doing, you know, videos. We're now doing Facebook Lives every week. And it's just really been fun. So we're moving forward. We're kind of moving into more video education. So it's just really training and education for customers and retailers. Awesome. Yeah, I, I suppose everything is just up in the air now and you just have to kind of move forward and make it work. <laughs> yeah, but I, oh my gosh, I love it. It's a total dream job. That's awesome. I, I'm quilting home today because we're, we're with the COVID, we're all spending more time at home. So I'm working on a quilt at home today. So Good. So do you want to describe a little bit about your machine quilting style? Like, are you a free motion person? Do you use rulers, a combination? Like, how, how do you how do you go about this? <laughs> so we have our computerized software. And even just learning that is a talent, you know, learning to use that. And but I've really gotten more into rulers. I really love I don't know. I just love rulers now. So I did this the whole quilt using one ruler and the one I'm working on now where I'm just doing all ruler work basically. So I really love um, like people that can do amazing free motion quilting. I am not there yet. So I'm practicing. I watch my Angela Walters videos and <laughs> I practice as much as I can, but I'm not there yet. So you'll get there. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite machine to quilt on? Well, I mean, I have the Forte at home. And so that's, I mean, I'm so spoiled. Like, we're just so incredibly lucky to have our machine. So the Forte is our our step down from the top of the line. And I, I just love it. It's amazing. Awesome. So let's talk about your style of quilts. So you've mentioned QuiltCon a few times. Do you consider yourself a modern quilter? Yeah, I... I've never followed a pattern, so I probably followed a pattern. I won't say never. I followed a pattern twice now. Um, I just I just started out doing my own thing. It's kind of the same thing. Like I didn't realize that, like I could take a quilt that I made and write a pattern for it, and someone would buy that. Like I'm like, until I worked at the quilt shop and saw what we're selling for patterns. And no offense to my pattern writers, I mean. It's, it's definitely a skill that I that I do not have, but I'm like, wait a second, I could have taken this quilt that I designed and made a pattern. So anyway, I've never been, I've never followed a pattern. I just do my own thing. I like kind of like an improv feel, um, and definitely like the the category of quilt con is uh, modern traditional or something. I can't remember. They take you know traditional with a twist or whatever, or a modern take on traditional. 
and what I love the most is that everything's been done. Like literally, you know, I love looking at old quilts and going to through old Amish quilts, especially, you know, I'm like, Oh, I mean, my idea for doing that wasn't really a new idea. But. <laughs> but even like you mentioned before, you love log cabins, and then you did a triangle take on that, which is something I've never seen before. So I, I really do love how you're taking a classic pattern and making it new and different and exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, oh man, I, well, you know, Luke Haynes, of uh-huh. course, I'm sure. I love Luke Haynes and all of the like log cabin stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. So, I really just, it's the same thing. It's like the making the block, you know, I can just sit down and make a dozen log cabin blocks in a night, you know? Yeah. Do you, gra- do you gravitate towards any specific fabrics or colors? Um, no, I really love bright colors. I, I like, I like, you know, Alice in glass and like juicy juice and those kind of, um, like really saturated colors. Yeah. Super saturated. I think you've probably seen that pink, orange, yellow triangle quilt. It's it was just on like, a box of chocolates we got, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shock for sure. That was amazing. Yeah. So Handy so, Quilter sent a box of chocolates out to some some of the companies they work with, and Johnny's quilt was on it. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I didn't expect that at all. So. <laughs> okay. Ready for the speed round? Oh, there's a speed round already? Yeah, go. Yeah, okay. Solids or prints? Yes. Both. <laughs> do you like the mixing above. them or do you keep it all solids or all prints? No, I like mixing. I really like mixing. Okay, do you have any hobbies besides quilting? Uh, I got a new dog. That's my biggest hobby lately is a puppy dog. Um, my family goes water skiing a lot. I love gardening. Me too. <laughs> okay, a sewing tool you can't live without. Oh, man. Well, all the basics of, like, a rotary cutter. I think rotary cutter would be the most important. Yeah, I agree. So do you have an organized or a messy space? Oh, messy. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> as long as you can find things, I think it's okay. Sometimes I can. <laughs> Okay, do you listen to anything when you sew? Yeah, I usually music. If I'm if I'm doing piecing, it's maybe a movie, but generally it's just music. Mm-hmm. And quilting, it's definitely music. I love, like right now it's Hamilton. Me too. Oh, man. So last week on Wednesday, I was quilting, and I was listening to Hamilton in anticipation of the Disney Plus, you know. And that last song, I just started bawling. Like, I... In the sewing room by myself, just weeping, like, okay, get it together. Like, <laughs> it's like a transcendent experience for you. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So Hamilton, and then if not that, country, so Carrie Underwood or Keith Urban, and I just love to sing a lot. So. Love it. Okay, and then I did reach out to some people on Instagram to see if they had any questions for you, and we got a lot of questions about the dog. Really? Everyone wanted to know what the dog's name is. Does he help you while you're quilting? <laughs> <laughs> His name is Buster. He is adorable. He's a lab and a yellow lab. I Basically, he was, I mean, a friend's husband brought him home and she said, we don't do dogs here. They gave him to me. So I 
was given a dog, purebred lab, and he is the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest dog. And he doesn't leave my side. So yes, he definitely helps the quilting. He can't run our pro stitcher yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> he can be the official mascot. <laughs> yeah, so Buster the dog. Well, good. And he's been by you this whole time. He hasn't made a peep. Yeah, he's laying on the carpet, so he's being really good. In our morning meetings for work, he's like barking, or today he was like jumping up. Now he's getting up because he hears us talking about it. Thank you. He's adorable. Oh, good. Okay, and then we had a lot of questions on Instagram about um, your favorite designers, who you're inspired by. So, like I said, I mean, I love, oh, there's just so many, like, Right now, I'm kind of having this big um, Carolyn Friedlander phase. So I've ordered, been ordering all of her, um, like, I really like jelly rolls right now, too. So I've been ordering jelly rolls by, like, crazy. I don't know why, because they're, they're, well, they're easy for log cabins, but. So Carolyn Friedlander, definitely. The Ruby Star, of course. I got, you know, their stuff. Um... I love, love Allison Glass. She's so, so sweet. I met her at QuiltCon this past year, and we had this great chat, and she's just so nice. Tula Pink, of course. You know, the modern the modern masters, shall we say. Yes. Yeah. So that's a kind of a few. But I just like the, kind of the bright colors and kind of more modern aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. And then one more question from Instagram. Everyone wanted to know if you wanted to share what you're working on now, if you can, if it's not secret. Um, uh, well, honestly, right. The second, well, I'm quilting a magazine, I'm quilting a magazine quilt. So I can't like, I mean, I can't show it anyway, but as educators, we quilt for a magazine every couple of months. We just take turns doing the quilting. It's like their alternate their alternate quilting on a on a quilt, so it's like kind of similar to the alternate colorway, but this is the, the alternate quilting. So, yep, you're talking about our magazine, and I know you've had oh. um, you've you did one of them before for us. Right, I did one. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's actually a free pattern online, so we can definitely link to it oh, for everyone to okay. see because they can see your beautiful quilting and then make the quilt if they want. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So I'm doing it really modern. The other one. First one is lots of feathers. So this one I'm just really doing a more modern take. I hope you'd like it. Good. I'm excited to see it. Um, so that's the quilting and then piecing. I'm working on a wedding quilt for my niece who's been married far too long to be working on her quilt, but that's next in line. And then I'm working on, I don't know. Oh, I did have something super fun that I kind of can share, but yeah. blue dot furniture. Uh-huh. So they were doing a swap meet on Instagram and they said, okay, tell us what you'll give us and what we want, what you want from us. So I posted a picture of a quilt, the blue green triangles one you might've seen uh-huh. I make this quilt using your fabric. And in exchange, I want six chairs for my front porch. And they said, yes. What? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just ordering samples from them now. And I'm going to use their like swatches, uh-huh. from- swatches, and then use those to make a quilt. What? That's cool. Yeah. So I'm getting a rainbow of chairs from my front porch. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. They're like these really hot metal chairs. I'm, yeah. 
<laughs> so I'll be next. Perfect. Well, do you want to let everyone know how they can connect with you more? Yes, on usually Instagram is the easiest, and that's at Johnny Barfus, J-O-H-N-N-Y-B-A-R-F-U-S-S. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Johnny. All right. Thank you. Hey, it's Lindsay. I just loved my chat with Johnny and the great work he's doing. Johnny is actually a part of our Meet the Makers issue of American Patchwork and Quilting. We did a fun feature on him as well as seven other designers. So pick up the October 2020 issue of American Patchwork and Quilting to read more. The magazine goes on sale in a few days. And as always, visit our show notes for the links to the quilts and resources mentioned in our interview. We'll also link to Johnny's Instagram so that you can connect with him more. Before we leave today, I wanted to quickly highlight a review of our podcast. This review is from Boyla B. She says, This was my first time to listen. So impressed with everyone's knowledge and tips. I had a quilt shop back in the early 1980s when there wasn't much coverage. I went to a seminar in Kansas City with Eleanor Burns and had the time of my life and learned so much. Georgia Bonesteel was another big name at the time. Fast forward to today with the internet and so many giving people sharing their skills to the world. I am back quilting after retirement and I'm entering a whole new world. Glad I found you. We're so glad you found us too, Boyla B. We really appreciate your kind review. So if this review is yours, please reach out to us through email at apqpodcast at meredith.com so we can send you a little gift. Remember, if you love this podcast, please leave us a review. We may feature yours on an upcoming show. all and thanks for listening keep in touch american patchwork and quilting is on facebook pinterest and instagram at all people quilt email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast and if you love the american patchwork and quilting podcast please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us Have a creative week.